ಪಾರಾಯಣ ಅನೌಪರೂಪ ಅನೌಪನಾಮ ಆಗಿಮೂಲ ನಾರಾಯಣ ಅಂಜನ ಪಾಯೋ ಮೇರೆ ಭಾಯಿ ರಾಮ ಬಿನಾಕು ದೇಖತ ನಾಹಿ ಕೃಪಾ ಅಂಜನ ಪಾಯೋ ಮೇರೆ ಭಾಯಿ ರಾಮ ಬಿನಾಕು ದೇಖತ ನಾಹಿ ಕೃಪಾ ಬಹರ ರಾಮ ಅಂದರ ರಾಮ ಬಹರ ರಾಮ ಜಹಾದೇಖೋ ರಾಮ ಹಿ ರಾಮ ಜಹಾದೇಖೋ ರಾಮ ಹಿ ರಾಮ ಜಹಾದೇಖೋ ರಾಮ ಹಿ ರಾಮ ಅಂಜನ ಪಾಯೋ ಮೇರೆ ಭಾಯಿ ರಾಮ ಬಿನಾಕು ದೇಖತ ನಾಹಿ ಕೃಪಾಗತ ರಾಮ ಸೋವತ ರಾಮ ಜಾಗತ ರಾಮ ಸೋವತ ರಾಮ ಸಪನೊಮ್ಮೆ ದೇಖೋ ರಾಜಾಧಿರಾಮ ಸಪನೊಮ್ಮೆ ದೇಖೋ ರಾಜಾಧಿರಾಮ ಸಪನೊಮ್ಮೆ ದೇಖೋ ರಾಜಾಧಿರಾಮ ಕೃಪಾ ಅಂಜನ ಪಾಯೋ ಮೇರೆ ಭಾಯಿ ರಾಮ ಬಿನಾಕು ದೇಖತ ನಾಹಿ
सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु दिव्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तुमाषावै शाशाशाति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम सर्वेदात गोचर तम गोचर गोविंद परमानंदम सद्गुरु प्रणतस्म्यहम सद्गुरु प्रणतस्म्यहम इन द लास्ट सीरीज व्हिच वाज द फर्स्ट वन वी हैव कवर्ड टिल द 11th श्लोक ऑफ विवेक चूडामणि Viveka Chudamani, as earlier we have discussed, is one of the most enchanting prakarana granthas. What is a prakarana grantha? That which is that which equips us to study Vedanta Vichara in a more proficient manner. Vedanta Vichara, the main study is of the Prasthana Traya, the ten Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, and Brahma Sutras. In those bhashya, in those commentaries, when there are different concepts which are referred, and at that time you cannot keep flipping to the glossary section to find out what that. technical term is talking about so a study and understanding of these vedantic concepts is a must a necessity and adi shankaracharya ji being a poet par excellence makes this journey to understand these rather dry concepts in a more enchanting manner his exposition into these concepts is par excellence and amazing none to compare with understanding these concepts thoroughly initiates the seeker in us to start uh, understanding and applying these concepts while we are parallelly trying to study deeper concepts of vedanta so it is like a precursor for vedanta vichara <clears throat> so in that effort we have seen till the 11th shloka 
in the 11th shloka when we concluded earlier the idea that bhagwan sri adi shankaracharya ji was talking about was that chittasya shuddhaye karma natu vastu upalabdhaye vastu siddhir vicharena nakinchit karma koti bhihi karma and jnana samuchaya as irrelevant is being talked about here again i have used a very technical term here what it in simple words means is through karma that which is pointed through the upanishads which is our own atma tattva cannot be procured if we are trying to pick say ice cubes so you have the proper instrument for it what is the instrument used when I mean, if you are as impatient as me just turn it upside down and download it if you want to be really very sophisticated about it there are tongs and with those tongs you hold each cube and transfer it into your glass or a container right now if there is water in a jar and you want to transfer that in a slow manner yes drop by drop you can do it with the tongs as well but it will take forever you need a proper upakarana to use that to be transferred so here he says chittasya shuddhaye karma natu vastu palabdhaye the field of actions what is it meant for what is the purpose of it chittasya shuddhaye to clean the internal equipment of all its impurities these impurities are called vasana vasanas are in two types what are these two types those which are positive and creates positive environment they are called sadvasana coming to satsanga doing atma vichara kirtana japa puja dhyana these are called sadvasana good vasana <clears throat> these are also called as samskara these patterns are also called samskara those which take us away from a sense of peace within such ones are called vikara vikara that which creates disturbance therefore 
all the activities that are prescribed through our scriptures from womb to the tomb different activities that we go through different age groups different responsibilities based on what activity that i am involved in what stage of life that i am involved in brahmacharya grihastha vanaprastha sanyasa three being a purusha based on various such categories all the activities that are prescribed they are called samskara there are 42 samskaras prescribed of which 16 of them are mandatory starting from the garbhadhana conceiving the new form of life in the womb of the mother is the first samskara and what is the last samskara antima samskara dahana samskara that also is called a samskara so if you understand the entire process of the vaidika samskriti that also is called vaidika samskriti that which propitiates the samskara yukta karma for different stages different age groups different backgrounds there are these prescribed processes and these processes are called samskara like there jata karma simanta gar sorry garbhadana simanta then jata karma and then we have we have seen that you know as the child grows even vivaha is a samskara going to the gurukula and graduating is also a samskara without that graduating ceremony such person is not qualified to get married vidyahinah pashu eva yeah, that also is a samskara all these samskaras what is their purpose what is their main motive chittasya shuddhaye to remove all vikara vikara that which creates unnecessary patterns of restlessness taking us away from peace and quietude within the purpose of karma is only that all the activities that we are engaged in right since the time we wake up till the time we sleep all of them are meant only for this one purpose chittasya shuddhaye natu vastu upalabdhaye through this you cannot one cannot imagine one cannot visualize to realize that atma tatva through karma now what is atma tatva 
this concept i'll keep repeating through and through this whole uh, book so get used to it it may sound quite repetitive but it is for abhyasa purpose only atma tatva atma swarupa the nature of atma tatva is sat chit and ananda because it is my own true nature each one of us is in search eternally for that ananda tatva wherever we are involved whatever we are involved in can understand the concept here clearly we will protect ourselves heavily from all kinds of disappointments my happiness cannot be the result of karma my happiness cannot be the result of karma and here the happiness that i am talking about is not of the temporary nature i am talking of that happiness which is my own true nature if that is understood that my happiness my sense of happiness contentment and peace is not a dependable variable on the karma and the interaction through that karma with the world outside whatever ups and downs that the outside world and my interaction with the outside world can create technically it should not create any disturbance within why because my happiness has got nothing to do with it directly or indirectly i cannot hold any person any situation or any environment responsible for my sense of lack of happiness if somebody says oh swami ji aapke wajah se main dukhi hu i can only say congratulations you have not understood vedanta cuz the sense of happiness cannot be expected from an outside source and definitely not a result of karma natu vastu upalabdhi and then he goes into the next step a deeper understanding he says vastu siddhir vicharena na kinchit karma kotibhi vastu siddhir that vastu that which is my true nature vicharena eva upalabhyate can be understood only through vichara what is stopping me from being my own true nature is my vikara which is a thought and how can the vikara be removed only through vichara na kinchit karma koti bhi 
millions and millions and millions of actions being performed rigorously ritualistically religiously it is not going to promise that realization because that has to be done only through vichara ato vichara kartavya says the upanishad therefore constant atma vichara has to be entertained as the process now continuing in that logic adi shankaracharya ji right in the very beginning of viveka chudamani brings his most favorite example right in the beginning no vedanta vichara can ever be at least advaita vedanta vichara cannot be complete without this particular example most of you would have already guessed to 12th shloka samyak vichara tas siddha samyak vichara tas siddha rajju tatvavadharana dharana bhranto ditamaha sarpa ditamaha sarpa bhaya dukha vinashini rajju tatva avadharana so to understand this example rajju the rope sarpa is the snake that is imagined on that rope how can you imagine a snake on a rope is it even possible mind is a vichitra equipment and quite powerful in its vichitratva it can project anything have you any anybody touched or played around with a snake many kids growing up here they get an introduction to these snakes and bugs and have seen them very comfortably you know playing around with three times i have touched a snake i mean the person who was holding a snake said okay aap bhi chulo i went and touched <laughs> and he tried putting it around my neck i said itna kafi hai that much is sufficient you try holding that snake it 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 has that wriggly movement it feels weird you know squishy usually my hands are very warm so the, the snake which is a cold blooded it felt more cold than anybody could have felt in the i once i was in a place 
it was smack in the middle of deep forest and me and another sadhu friend of mine both of us had gone there just to be in quietude to do our tapas and sadhana and in the night and it is a very small cottage very small one barely two people can fit in so i thought it was his hand that fell over me so in the in the slumber of night sleep i was telling him hey mahatma ji take your hand out baba and i'm like tapping him you know take your hand out and he's like what are you talking man i'm already turned at one side my hands are with me only what are you talking then i with that vagueness i opened my eyes and quickly closed it back and waited patiently for it to crawl by that was my second experience enough so those who have handled it it has that scaly texture it has that wiggly movement it is cold to touch it is slimy slippery and when you look at a rope and experience the rope it has no such qualities but it was you know the evening time sun was just setting shadows were long and i had stepped out into the garden and there was a gentle breeze that was going along and because of that breeze i saw in the corner of my eye a movement and i looked at it the movement it felt like it was going into the bushes but i could still see the form there i freak out jump right there and many of us when we are really in threatened frightened situation air only comes out even to shriek make a sound it skips a beat <laughs> it's only after you recover from that initial shock that you may be able to make some sound so you make some sound and uh, somebody from inside walked out and said what happened <laughs> and they looked at what snake so they rushed inside turned the lights on got a big stick or a shovel or something and started meddling with it snake here and then you are about to say that it that that is and then you realize that it was a rope in this short span 5 to 10 minutes out of that fear of my own imaginary projection of a snake being present there i was already sweating and i was heaving i was feeling all the effects of the proximity of a snake
Now, why did you project that there was a snake? Because of earlier experience and ignorance of that particular time and the darkness of the environment, my mind perceived it wrong and projected it according to its experience. Could we have projected a snake on that rope if we had never experienced what a snake was? Probably not, isn't it? If you have never ever seen a snake or known a concept of a snake being existent, I would have projected something else. Instead here I would have made probably an example, Sarpa Tattva Vadharana. I may be seeing a snake and then projecting it as a rope. It can be the flip side also. Undigested Vedanta can lead to that kind of examples as well. That you see a snake and then ah, Vedanta always says this is only a rope. And suddenly you see a hissing sound. So the mind projected its own experience and it was assumed as real. And to understand that that which I have projected is not real, does mantra japa help there? Does chanting Hanuman Chalisa help? Or suddenly uh, the Ganesha Pancharatna, Mudakaratna, Mudakam, Ganeshi, please. None of that will help. Only understanding. Samyak vicharataha. Samyak. A thorough investigation. A thorough comprehensive investigation. Here, vichara can be translated as contemplation. Thorough investigation and contemplation. Bhranta Udita Mahasarpa. That sarpa which has been projected onto that rope. Where was it? How was it born? Bhranta Udita. Purely out of my own delusion. And how was the Sarpa? Mahasarpa. It was that big dangerous Sarpa that I had projected. With that comprehensive thinking process, Bhaya Dukkha Vinashini. To contemplate and investigate into the reality of that snake, alone removes the confusion or the delusion. And the moment I realize that it is not a snake anymore, 
the moment i understand that that is not a snake anymore what happens to all the dukha bhaya it automatically gets washed away bhaya dukha vinashini therefore upanishads always indicate jnanat evatu kaivalyam that experience of the ultimate kaivalya sthiti is only through jnana nothing else is going to help realize that tattva karma definitely cannot because it only washes out the antakarana antakarana is cleared out antakarana is purified bhranta udita sarpa bhaya dukha vinashi therefore when ramana maharshi ji whoever went with whatever problem his solution was very simple in tamil he used to say niyar who is it that is crying who is it that is feeling agitated investigate into it i am getting agitated who is that i see even in our vocabulary even in our day to day usage this vedanta and its shravana and its contemplation should make such an impact that we change the way we speak it is not that i am agitated my mind seems to be agitated i have a mind hopefully and that is agitated just because my mind is agitated it should not be concluded that i am agitated see when somebody is giving you some kind of an advice or a concept or you don't agree with it or you know that that is not a right concept even in our day to day interactions how this can be implemented we say you are wrong instead if we can say your concept is wrong you who is promoting and projecting this concept i have got nothing to do with that fellow that concept is not logical therefore the concept is wrong the idea is wrong but instead what do we say you are wrong if somebody has malicious intent crooked intent instead of saying that you are crooked your thinking is crooked but in actual reality what is crooked there it is a thinking process 
that is being crooked there. But our abhyasa has been janma janmantara. Papoham, papakarmoham, papatma, papasambhava. If you are truly understanding what this Vedantic concept is trying to say, that Bhranta Udita, all these concepts are born out of this delusion. And what is the delusion here? Wrongly perceiving the body, mind and intellect and their attributes as my own true nature. When you take your car for a car wash, have you ever? I'm sure you have gone through the experience. So they, the machine cleans it, washes it, all colorful sprays, shines it. And when you look at that, do you say that I am shining or the car is shining? Why? I know that the instrument that I am driving, the upakarana that I am using is not me. If you see somebody's car with a lot of... You are dirty or your car is dirty. Because we are embedded, because we are with that intense experience of being the body, mind and intellect, I evaluate others around me from that level of understanding and maturity alone. That the other person is also a body, the other person is also the emotion or the mind, and the other person is the thought, and I interact only at that level. Samyag vicharataha. A comprehensive understanding. Because many times we hear it for a feel-good factor, these Vedantic concepts, but in application, we fail because we are not evaluating all these different nuances in our understanding. Samyak vicharataha. Now, how should this <clears throat> understanding deepen? He continues with the next shloka. He says, Arthasya nishchayo drishtaha Nishchayo drishtaha Vicharena hitoktitaha Nasnanena nadanena Pranayama shatenava There was an amateur singer. And he had this enthusiasm to sing. 
and he thought that he his singing was really good many people we don't hear our own voice as we hear others voice and it happens when somebody is putting on a headphone and they are singing they feel that they are in the same pitch same nuances same tune amazingly they are singing but it is only those who are around they, they have to bear with it hey inside not outside so such kind of amateur one so one day he got an opportunity a series of comedy of errors wherein he had to sing an invocation song and unfortunately for him in the gathering there were maha maha the sangeet vidwan were sitting so 3 4 minutes invocation uh, song done and these people sitting there looked at each other and looked at him and said once more i said are wa it's not that i just i feel that my voice is great even these great people they are saying once more meaning i must have really and he inspired he sang again as soon as he finished they said again once more Three, four, five times, and after the fourth, fifth time, I said, "I think that we should stop now." And one of the pandita vidwan there sitting, he said, "No, please keep repeating it. You can sing it properly. We are asking you to repeat, not because we like it. We are asking you to repeat it because." your singing is not proper if that was the kind of situation i would have said repeat the shloka again because the 10 15 of us here maybe 6 7 of you are loudly saying it and each one of you is in a different pitch different tone not that i am a singer पोलाइटली सेंग यू नो थोड़ा आवाज एनीवे अर्थस्य निश्चयः दृष्टः विचारेण हितोक्तितः एंड हाउ शुड दिस विचार बी इंटेलेक्ट कैन थिंक थ्रू provided the information and the data that it has received it has been cultured it has been conditioned to is also that subtle see it happens many times that we have grown up with a certain language some words in our language can mean completely a different thing in another language so they are conditioned to understand it that way sometimes it looks very abusive also sometimes most of the time it is hilarious there are two three examples that come into my mind immediately and i was meeting 
one of my friends who is a Maharashtrian background. And he said, hey, we are going out for lunch. Can I bring my father also? And he is not very comfortable speaking and conversing in Hindi. And if he, even if he speaks Hindi or what he thinks that he speaks Hindi as, has a predominant if, uh, influence of Marathi. So we had ordered something as we were eating. There's a small stone that came in while he was chewing. So he immediately called the waiter, a waiter bhai. And this is how he says it in Hindi. He says, Khane mein khada kyo hai? Khane mein khada kyo hai? If you just take it as Hindi, it means why are you standing in food? And that fellow is confused. Nay Babuji, I'm not standing in your food, I'm standing here. And he with his complete Maharashtrian accent says, Are nahi, khane mein kada, kada kyo hai? Then we were having fun. Then his son stepped in and said, Ye kankar kyo hai dar, khane mein. Thik se, clean nahi karte ke. You don't wash it and clean it up properly. That he just bit onto a, a, a grain of stone. So kada, and khada in Hindi, khada in Marathi. With a North Indian friend, Brahmachari friend of mine, we were going through Kerala. And uh, <clears throat> in one of those ashrams, our own ashram, the cook who was serving us, and he was completely Malayali. So he comes, stands in front of us. And he says, Chor. And he says, he is completely perplexed and looks at me and says, Kya bol rahi hai? Because again, Hindi Chor means a thief. In Malayalam, Chor means cooked rice. Has gone confusing. Uh, these are hilarious ones. Sometimes they look very abusive. One language words into other language, it is very abusive looking. But each one of us interprets it according to what we have been conditioned with that meaning that we have known. Right? If the intellect has not been informed with other meanings and shades of it, it will only interpret in the things that it knows. For gaining a subtlety into our process of vichara, that standard of that intellect has to be improvised, has to be increased, has to be taken to a subtler level. With the existing one, we may reach to a certain level. But to really go past, we need to improve the standard and subtlety of our intellect. 
Yeah, how can that happen? He says, Vicharena hitoktitaha. Vichara, that which is equipped, the contemplation which is equipped to a subtler level by hita ukti, by the words of wise people who are conveying those words of wisdom out of sheer compassion because they mean well for us. Hito Upadesha. Their words of wisdom is not born out of any malice intent. They, they just want to help us out. This in other script, other uh, works of Adi Shankaracharya he calls it as Satsanga. In Sadhana Panchakam, he calls it as Sangha Satsu Vidiyatam. In Bhajagovindam, he says Satsangatve Nisangatvam. In Upanishadic language, it is said that it is Guru Upadesha Vakya. That which is learnt from the Guru who has experienced that which he is talking about. Thus raising the standard of that intellect. Nishchayaha drishtaha. With that new light of wisdom, investigate and contemplate into this. Preliminary sadhana, going to Ganga Sagara. Ganga Sagara. You know, they, from the origin of Gangaji all the way to the merging point to the Sagar. So there are different Tirthakshetras doing pilgrimages, going all the way to Kailash Manasarovar. And then in that freezing cold weather, taking dip in that Manasarovar. Snana. Dana. Snana, dana. Dana is charity. Charity is expression of our humanity towards fellow human beings, towards other creatures, towards other environments, so that they can be relieved of their pain and misery. And it is expression of my humanity. Dana. Or the other processes wherein pranayama. If you talk to Kabir Dasji, he has a sequence of things. That which we do in the name of spirituality. And he corners each one of them with an amazing logic. He says, taking snana in the Gangaji, if it were to uplift us to moksha, then the fish in the water should have been realized long time ago. In fact, he says, Pani me mean pyasi re, mujhe dekhat lage hasi re. In that water, the fish is thirsty. 
and looking at this, this is a funny situation that we come to the waters to quench our thirst and it is staying in water and still it is thirsty. Meaning we are in that Paramatma not knowing that it, that is what is sustaining us. And it says about the pranayama, he says, there are these, what do you call them, blacksmith. Uh, air bags, air pump, which bellows the air into the charcoal, burning amber. So he says, if pranayama were to lead, that air pump would have found moksha long time ago. Even Adi Shankaracharya or any such, when they are talking from the standpoint of jnana, they are not trying to ridicule these things. They are preliminary requirement. But just because we do these processes, they are not the end, they are not the goal. Life's purpose is not to, <clears throat> life's purpose is not to be, you know, only engaged in pranayama, only engaged in dana, only engaged in snana and such kind of activities of Tirtha Yatra. But those are the initial steps. Do you remember your days when you were in school? I remember when they used to call it KG, UKG, LKG. So we were asked to repeat the entire alphabets. A, B, C, D. Remember the tune also. And we had to, we, by the time we were in second, third grade, there were a lot of jokes on A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you know, Cha Cha G, this G, that G. Lot of jokes rhyme, rhyming to that as well. Mathematic table, mathematics table, you know, the two ones are two, two, twos are four. Constantly learning. A kid who has to be introduced to vocabulary, who has to be introduced to learning, writing, reading, they chanting it and repeating it as a chant. It's, it looks cute at that age. Do we all religiously wake up now as an adult, you know, take shower, sit in front of the altar, A, B, C, D. At that age, it suits, wherein it has to be introduced. But having ingrained that in, into our system, we no more require to repeat it. Its purpose is served. And when somebody has learnt ABCD to say that, uh, oh, the bhot pada likha hai. No, it's been just introduced to the vocabulary. Now with that vocabulary, he has to go further. Similarly, dana, snana, tirtha yatra, yoga, asana, pranayama, these are precursors into that spirituality. They are not end in all. They are not the goal. That is not the purpose. Using them, cleansing at different levels, 
the cleaned environment is to be dedicated for this contemplation for this understanding am i getting across pranayama shatenava because it's so easy to get distracted and therefore gurudev you know whenever he is to address bhagavad gita and people would come asking the different kinds of things I mean, recently about 2 3 weeks ago somebody after the session you know followed me from this hall and said and i said swami ji uh you know can you read my hand yeah i just spoke on bhagavad gita and uh, no i thought you know you wearing orange you could do this also people have i'm sure gurudev also people must have gone to him saying swami ji we you teach about this why don't you teach yoga also so one day it seems he was in that mode or mood and people heard him saying that i am more interested in straightening the mind rather than twisting the body a straightforward answer more interested in straightening the mind rather than twisting the body did he mean low of did he mean to insult yoga no it has its purpose it has its platform it has its utility beyond which there is this vichara alone which can take out that vikar na snane na snane na na dane na pranayama shatenava continuing the 14th shloka <clears throat> अधिकारिणमाशास्ते अधिकारिणमाशास्ते फलसिद्धिर्विशेषतः फलसिद्धिर्विशेषतः उपायादेशकालाद्याः उपायादेशकालाद्याः सहकारिण 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 अट डिफरेंट स्टेजेस डिफरेंट इक्विपमेंट्स और डिफरेंट प्रोसेसेस कैन बी यूज्ड एज अ क्रच to get to the next level you as a parent wanted the child to learn how to walk and you give them the you know the, the three wheels and uh, it has a handle to it what do you call it no no that is tricycle is you have to get on to it they just to about to walk oh walker 
or this end of life and that end of life, it is walker only. Okay. Okay. I thought it had a different name. Baby walker. The other one is Babu walker. Bade ke liye. So the baby walker. Why it gives that comfort, it gives that security that the child can you know, hold on to it and push it and move along with it, taking the support of it. Now the child is in And you as a concerned parent, you bring that walker and say, nahi beta, I've, I've increased the size for you. This is safe for you. When you're going out, use this walker. At that stage, it was necessary. Now, even after coming to a middle school, do you think that child requires? Fortunately not. So to understand to which step, to what process of evolution, what kind of support is required? Once, <clears throat> I mean, this happened right in front of me. There was this neo-spiritualist with a lot of enthusiasm, followed Gurudev when he was still there. And he, after two, three days of observation, so Gurudev was sitting after dinner was done, lecture was done, dinner was done, he was sitting comfortably, we were all sitting. And, and then he says, uh, Gurudev, if you don't mind, can I ask some questions? So he looked at him and smiled and said, I have, you know, even if I mind, people have not stopped asking their questions. That should not be your concern. Please shoot away with your questions. So he said, I have been observing you last two days. Oh, and this is what Gurudev's reaction. Oh, and he, like you are shooting that question too. Not just asking me, but about me. So what did you observe? I have never seen you sit and meditate or do japa or any such thing. When do you do your sadhana? So Gurudev looked at him and he said, About 17, 20 years ago. When did when do you do your sadhana? About 17, 20 years ago. That sadhana was required and it was done. Then Guru Dev gave an example. How did you come to this gathering? Did you take a bus? Did you take a taxi? Did you take an auto? Then I came on my motorbike. Now, while going back also, are you going to use the same thing? I said, of course. How long will you ride that? Until I reach my home. 
After reaching, do you go Now, After reaching also, if you go people will think something is wrong. It is to take you till there. Having reached there, you don't need it. Santi upakarinaha. No, sorry, sahakarinaha. Sahakarinaha as an aid. Adhikarinam ashaste phalasiddhir visheshataha. Upayaha deshakaladhyaha santyasmin sahakarinaha. For somebody who has to start begin this sadhana to tell them that wake up at brahma muhurta kala take shower sit down do your japa do your dhyana do your sadhana keep that meticulous discipline day in and day out for that seeker at that stage that is a required step Somebody is very emotionally strong. So you can't stay focused repeating the name of the Lord, you know, doing Japa. Do Sankirtana. And make sure that your Sankirtana is not a disturbance to somebody else. This person had just finished his dinner. <clears throat> the neighbor family, the child said, Uncle, Uncle, uh, Dad was asking if we could borrow your harmonium. <clears throat> said, uh, Sure, beta. I didn't think, I didn't know the, that you know your dad also knew how to play harmonium. So after a couple of minutes, another child you know, comes and says, Dad was asking if he can borrow the dholak also. So this person, out of his goodness, he said, you know, you're taking a harmonium, dholak, you know, you may require the, what do you call those, tal uh, symbols. So that also you take. And while giving, he just casually asked, you know, you're having some kind of a program or some bhajan sankirtan at your house. He said, no, no, dad was saying he was planning to sleep early today. Because at night, you don't I was planning to sleep early. So he said, the best way to sleep early is to you know, take it away from you. Our bhajan sadhana should not become somebody else's nuisance. But if the japa doesn't work, then do Sankirtana. Whichever is the most prominent, most effective, start from there. See, traditionally, while eating food on a banana leaf, you know, there is first little naivedya which is offered to the Lord, is brought in as prasada, that is offered then there is you know all these different uh, items are 
put the menu is there on the leaf. Everything that was cooked is already there. And there's a sequence of order. You go to a, a Tamil family, first thing that they'll, they'll put everything. And before you could realize, they pour sambar onto that rice. And coming from an Andhra background, when I was before you In an Andhra background, it is you know it starts with uh, you know, a little pickle and then uh, a sabji and then dal and then one by one. But in a Tamil fam Tamil background, it is like you know rice and uh, uh, sambar and everything else goes in You know you you. It's a different tradition, right? Now, are served on the plate. There is traditional way of eating it, but sometimes you see something that which you specifically like. Before you attack on anything else, thoda sa ah, don't you start that way? Traditionally, you have to start in a, in a sequence, depending on what your tradition is. But sometimes you start with that which you are specifically in love with. Similarly, those that are specifically focused on karma, Start with karma. It is not necessary that everybody out there in the world have to start in the same karma as seva. You are emotionally strong, start with bhakti. You are intellectually, you know, you have an eternal eczema, start with jnana. Start with jnana. Stop making it a comparative competition between different processes that, oh, Chinmaya Mission, you do only Jnana, we do Seva. If that is what suits you, start there. It doesn't make you bigger, it doesn't make you smaller. That is your first beginning step. straight away goes to that which he or she likes ask for seconds and thirds and after a while as a parent what do you say finish the rest of it first you really want it it will be given after you finish all this isn't it why it has to be a comprehensive meal then all of that which has been cooked, all of that which has to be, you know, going for the nourishment has to be well fed. Isn't it? If the child only likes fried, if the child only likes sweet, there's nothing wrong. Have a little. You want more? Finish the rest of it. 
the child also becomes smart. Before you serve everything, stop. But no, not an option. You can have that also. Similarly, wherever is our strength, start from there. Eventually, you have to come through all the process of cleaning to finally come to a place where all the equipments, different layers are all cleaned and lined up. I had a cousin that whenever he would go into shower, he did not like taking showers. So whenever he would go into the bathroom, the entire bucket full of hot water, he would just wet his face and little hair on the front and walk out. In a sense, not a bucket, not even a, a mug full of water from that bucket full of water has been used. What did you shower? So his mom used to hold his ear, take him back in and wash thoroughly, top to down. If somebody goes in for a shower and dips a little pinky and says, oh yeah, my shower is done. Or just washes feet and hands and says, my shower is done. That is not called shower. That is not called thorough cleaning process. Similarly, all these different processes that have been initiated as different marga, different processes, different uh, uh, methods. They are at different levels. One is at a body level, one is at a emotional level, one is at an intellectual level. And thoroughly inside out. Cleaned, purified and fine-tuned. Upayaha desha kaladhyaha. Now find a certain time, find a certain space, find you are initiating the discipline to be taught to your own mind. Now once you become well established in it, just in that particular time frame. When you go do your medical school, so you have your classes, you go to those classes, then you have your, uh, what do you call those rotations, uh, residency, <laughs> residency and then fellowship. And that day when you get out, That day when you get out, you're a doctor, not just for that time. You're a doctor 24-7. You take the vow of serving and providing health for anybody from any background, whatever time of day or night. Similarly is this sadhana. 
So there was this policeman. <clears throat> it was his night shift. Came back home at 2.33 o'clock. Very tired. Slept. And about 4.35, his wife hears some sound and wakes him up. He says, Suno, lagta kuch chor aya hai. He says, Police ko bulao, mein abhi off duty mein hoon. Call the police. <laughs> you are that police. Wake up now. There is no part-time seekership. We start though with a certain time, certain specific orientation. Only to understand that that spiritual life has to expand itself beyond that time, beyond that space. Otherwise, I also wake up every day, do from 4 to 5, I do my puja sadhana. Rest of the time, I am cutthroat. Because my spirituality is separate, my business is separate. My Vyavahara is separate. No, this has to envelop and consume every aspect of my day-to-day -day life. When every aspect of my day-to-day -day life is given that due diligence and performed from that inner quietude and balance, that individual's life has started becoming spiritual. Otherwise, people have this funny notion. Swamiji, I think my husband has become spiritual. Why, why do you say so? Oh, he goes every Saturday to the temple. Good. Good beginning. Mean that the sadhana is, ends there. It's almost like saying that, oh, no, you know, my husband goes to the restaurant. On their head, you know, and come out. No, you go there, and then you have different steps. I think I've given enough examples to make this understanding clear. Because otherwise, we get caught up. We get caught up wherein only pranayama, only yoga, only this. All of them have their equal perspective. Start from whichever suits you at this point. But it is not an exclusion from the rest of the processes. They also have equal importance that you have to introduce into your life. And for whom is this Vedanta Vichara given? For that individual who has done enough of yoga, who has done enough of pranayama, who has done the enough of uh, you know snana, dana, has done all of that. Pariksha Lokan Karma Chitan has investigated every other process to the bottom of its reality. And now come to a point that none of that is any more a requirement nor a distraction. To such one, 
this process of vichara is initiated to impress that thought bhagavan adi shankaracharya says in the 15th shloka ato vichara kartavya ato vichara kartavya jignyaso ratma vastunah jignyaso ratma vastunah samasadya daya sindhum sadya daya sindhum gurum brahma viduttamam gurum brahma viduttamam ataha therefore having pursued all these things come to a point wherein a focused vichara can be possible ato vicharah kartavya jignyasoho atmavastunah for this person investigating that atmavastu atmatatva just because these shlokas and mantras have their meanings in english hindi telugu tamil do not try go experiment with that meaning find a person who you can resonate with who is well equipped understands through their own experience and learn it from them once again i go back to puja gurudev as an example once this person asked puja gurudev i can read all the meanings and interpretations myself from the books why do i need a guru so gurudev said in his own emphatic style go ask the books why are you asking me then if the books can give you that clarity to kitab ko pakdo and more important is it is this ego of ours which has to bend down stoop down at that wisdom that knowledge without this bending down that knowledge cannot transfer and that is one of the most important reasons without this sar going under surrender that transfer of wisdom doesn't happen reading through books reading through different meanings and interpretations it will improve our vocabulary and data but data cannot transform into wisdom unless it is through that guru
in maharashtra there was this bhakti movement <clears throat> blessed fellows those that that particular era there so many mahatmas the whole of maharashtra belt you know there were the four siblings gnandev nivrutinath sopan and muktabai then gaurakumbar then ekan uh, eknath tukaram gnana who else there was a list of them so they all met in pandharpur i think it was our uh, muktabai so she had a stick in her hand and she went around she was the youngest one also i believe so she went around all these mahatmas sitting there talking so she went around knocking on each one's head like you know you test a coconut or a pot so he, you know, she knocks on everybody's head and she would certify ye ghada pak gaya hai you know this this pot is well baked and she knocked on namdev namdev baba was also well renowned in fact people knew that vithoba used to speak to him directly daily when we offer naivedya it is our sankalpa that oh lord please take partake with this offering namdev ji was sit there and feed bhagwan food and bhagwan would come down and eat from his hands in his own abhanga it is said that one day he gave the final step which the, the food was the betel nut and betel leaf and that pan was being given bhagwan you know took a bite out of it the rest of it namdev ate it there is that sequence that is described so everybody knew that bhagwan used to speak to him directly and to her she knocked uh, to him she knocked with that piece of stick on his head and said ye ghada bhi nahi paka this pot is not baked yet and he felt very disturbed then i thought you know i have i speak with bhagwan daily and why is she saying that i am not yet there so he goes to vithoba again he says what what does she mean he says you have a direct conversation with me but you do not have the experience that which the scriptures are talking about at a personal level for which you need a guru so i am bhagwan himself saying that to namdev ji another such story is vasudeva and devaki after everything is established they have moved down to mathura one day bhagwan krishna was sitting there they approach him and say krishna beta hai so he they can call him are krishna everybody says that you are that bhagwan's avatar 
and finally when all these jivas merge they reach unto you only now that you know you are here available why don't you teach us both how to experience and reach to that abode in bhagavatam it comes he says i may be your son but you require a teacher to teach you to reach there being your son as a kritagnyata i'll bring that teacher to you so he invokes narad ji and there he requests narad ji that you know they are asking some atma tattva please teach them it was this same krishna who was a teacher of arjuna when it came to his parents he said no you need a guru and let narad ji be your guru and there of course there is another standpoint which mahatma explains that you know coming from your own child the seriousness of it may not hit home i said therefore he changed the ladle you know let it be served through narada let narada ji be your guru but a guru and that presence i said how should this guru be daya sindhu daya sindhu compassionate don't go with a miscalculated definition of being compassionate sometimes depending on how strong our ego is sometimes as a shishya we have to be whacked isn't it i love the best definition of a guru by swami akhandanand ji maharaj guru kon jo hamesha gurrate rehta ho wo guru the one who always is never ever pleased with the student until the student reaches to that highest state of perfection otherwise we go with a wrong concept that a guru should be somebody who is pampering who offers lot of you know love affection compassion as shakespeare puts it he says i am cruel only out of love that which you see as cruel today is not actually a cruelty it's only born out of that compassion which today you cannot even fathom what that compassion is so do not restrict that interaction with our preconceived notion of compassion and love daya sindhu brahma viduttamam the one who understands that which the scriptures are pointing and has experienced that personally such one is a guru not anybody just who wears these kinds of clothes or wears becomes a guru so i tell people that and you know, that guru a very different texture to it 
हिंदी में कहूं तो गुरु बनने के लिए भी औकात चाहिए वेरी ब्लेसड वंस हैव दैट सदगुरु हैज बीन एक्सपीरियंस्ड इन इट इन देयर लाइफ when you find such one don't talk about politics you know what happened you know this elections uh, trump won and hillary lost and you know such a disturbing that can be your gossip topic outside with the guru talk that which is necessary when you go to a lawyer do you talk about your stomach ache when you go to a doctor do you talk about you know your protection from people that are you know abusive you have to go to a cop for that a lawyer you go talk about finding justice similarly when you go to a guru the focus should be on understanding this tatva vichara ataha vicharah kartavya we'll continue tomorrow having reached that guru what should this student do we'll see tomorrow om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vasishyate om shant shant shantihi harihi om shri gurubhyo namaha harihi om